This episode is brought to you by Podbean, the easiest, most affordable option to get started in podcasting. Stay tuned to hear how you can get your first month of Podbean for free. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Committed Critics, a pop culture podcast where we're not only committed to our opinions, but also each other. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I'm Kevin Lau. I'm Ryan Davis. And I'm Jordan Spearman in for Zach. Not because he's gone. I just wanted to be on again. Hi, guys. Hey, Jordan's back. Yay. And Welcome you back. brought a special guest today. I did. Special guest, who are you? I'm Hannah. Um, I am <laughs> Jordan's like uh, best friend. We always get our names mixed up. My parents even will switch us up sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. But I am so happy to be here. I begged Zach to get on here. So... <laughs> I've never experienced my parents confusing uh, names with my best friend. I feel like maybe they're trying to replace you, <laughs> no, <laughs> one of you. <laughs> no, they're my they're my Carbondale my Carbondale exactly, family. Yes, so yes. oh, I'm a, well there I'm, we go. I'm adopted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a strange way for your parents to find out. <laughs> yes, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. But anyways, uh, today we're talking about Wandavision. If you couldn't guess from the title. Uh, we watched WandaVision. We're recording a, a little bit after the season finale. Um, so we, Ryan had a whole week to binge watch it all from the beginning. Uh, Hannah, I believe, watched the documentary uh, talking about the series as well. And later on this week, Falcon and Winter Soldier will be premiering. But right now we're going to start off with spoiler-free thoughts of WandaVision. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Jordan. What, what did you like about WandaVision, spoiler-free, and, and what would you rate it? Okay. So Kevin gave me crap for this earlier, but overall I would rate it a 7.5 out of 10. I go by percent. 20 point system. Yes. <laughs> a 75%. Um, episode eight was my favorite. And once we get more into the spoilers, I'll kind of explain why. But um, for me overall, I liked how it wasn't the typical Marvel movie setup. So something with me with Marvel movies, I've noticed it the uh, plot is very similar throughout pretty much all Marvel movies before Infinity War. And it was mm -hmm. just like, I got tired of them to the point where I ended up falling asleep. I could not tell you what happens at the end of Winter Soldier because I always fall asleep at it. I'm sorry. I know I feel it's like, one of the best ones, hmm, but like... That's an, that's an odd one to... I yeah. know. <laughs> it's usually a lot of Marvel movies I fall asleep to, sadly. But, right. Um, I still like them. If, so yeah. I really liked how this show didn't have that typical um, plot to it. Like it had Marvel elements, but it wasn't like the same setup as the other movies. Um, mm hmm and I also think that the reason why it's not a higher ranking is that some parts were slow and some did not pay off. Um, like Kevin, will, you'll explain that a little bit later. But um, I also liked how it fleshed out Wanda and Vision's story. And it was a nice start to the next phase of Marvel. So I would say overall, I would give it a 7.5 out of 10. I think it's um, kind of nice and creative, but there are some faults to it. 75% certified fresh on Jordan Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about you, Hannah? What are your uh, spoiler-free thoughts on WandaVision? Um, well, I am about 5% less than Jordan. <laughs> I went ahead and gave it a 70%, so 7 out of 10. Um, so here's the thing. So for me, I mean, so I did watch the documentary, and looking back at how Marvel has built the relationship between Wanda and Vision through Age of, Ultron, Age of Ultron and then subsequently Civil War, it was a show that I knew that I needed, but, you know, obviously there were things that were missing and it is a starter. It's a beginner show, basically, because we're rebuilding. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I had a lot of family members who were kind of let down by the show because I have two cousins who are very into theories and everything. And the fact yeah. that Marvel didn't, <laughs> the, yeah, the fact that Marvel didn't use every theory, it let them down when they were done. And I texted them and I was like, "You guys were expecting too much, but mm-hmm. it's not what I Marvel can't believe wasn't. it didn't deliver the things that I, that wasn't even set up in the first place." <laughs> yeah, so, on, so like to really appreciate the show when you watch it is to know that you're not going to get everything that Marvel's going to throw all in the stops. That's not that wasn't the point but i feel like this show for me like nodded every nostalgic moment i had as a child watching shows with my great grandma on tv land and it's like it's something that helped carry those first few episodes Mm -hmm. since they were kind of builder episodes like bewitched and the dick van dyke show like those are Mm -hmm. staples of my childhood but for overall purposes episode five was my favorite and that's not because of spoilers later but it's because of spoilers that are coming later Ah, (laughs) Not because of spoilers, but you know, spoilers. <laughs> I do. Well, I will say though, with the Bewitched episode, I'm I am a little sad that they didn't have Wanda twitch her nose. Um, she I feel like do that would have been a I nice. S- I saw it behind the scenes. She couldn't do it. That's the only reason. Oh, the Bewitched episode was episode two, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The one that had like the animated intro. Not a, yeah. not a spoiler, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. It's only a spoiler if we show it, but this is an audio podcast. Ooh, got him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, as for me, uh, episode five is the best episode, as Hannah said, from my opinion. Once again, because of spoilers, but also not, but we, you'll see when we get there. Um, I also enjoyed episode six a lot, too. That was the uh, the Malcolm in the Middle type episode. Um, oh, yeah. I really like, it just, I mean, that was just a really fun, like, cooler episode after the intensity of episode five. Um, at its core, I do think WandaVision is a good show, just not a great one. It has a, it, it does accomplish what it's trying to do with the Wanda and Vision story and it does that pretty well but there's a lot of like lack of development of the world around them including the side characters that are set have a strong setup but like a really weak payoff if they have a payoff at all mm-hmm. um and we will talk about that more as we go on but overall I'd say it's a you know since we're going by tens it's going to be <laughs> seven out of ten for me that's fair I would say that's fair <laughs> yeah what about Twinsies. you Ryan um, well, I'm different from all of y'all, because I say episode four is my favorite. What? Uh, you gave it a 10 out of 10? <laughs> oh, I loved episode four. <laughs> episode four is the reason I kept going with the series, because I almost stopped after the first three episodes, and episode four snapped me back, like, in a second. And then I got I'm bored. disappointed, but I can't say why, because it's a spoiler. I know, right? I, it's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got, I started getting bored in episode five and six until, like, the end of each one, so... Yeah, like, no, I, this series was definitely a slog for me until, like, the very end. Episode 7 is where it kind of brought me back, but, like, episode 4 is what snapped me back before I, like, quit on this, but, um... Episode yeah, 7 no. brought you back? That's a... No, episode 4 Man. Is what brought me back originally, and then 7... No, he, he said in 5 and 6 lost you, then episode 7 brought you back in. Yeah, because it was just, it was very stupid Man. comedy. It was very stupid comedy. <laughs> I'm mind-boggled right now. It was very stupid comedy. I would like to say what it is, but that's spoilers. But I argue Yo, Gabba, that Gabba. I argue the side characters <laughs> okay, in this are okay. better than most other now. MCU right, cool. things because wow, I listed a, I, I <laughs> a, a couple of them. The three I don't Wombats know how to process and, this. <laughs> the three Wombats and Ant Man. I mean, they're just criminals and Michael Pena doing stories. Uh, okay, Rachel McAdams' story, character in Doctor Strange. She was there for like five minutes. 
I don't know. She didn't really okay, contribute anything. You're, you're setting the bar real low by picking the worst ones in the I mean, universe. I want to add. I mean, like, here's, here's the problem. Most of the MCU side characters, if they come back at all, are usually just there. Like, the only ones who like make, who make major changes are like Pepper and Rhodey and people who actually contribute to Iron Man and Captain America's life. <laughs> but, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Guardians of the Galaxy is just an ensemble, so... But uh, mm-hmm. also, I mean, yeah, I give it a seven out of ten since we're doing that. I my favorite part about this show were the intros and the commercials. So same rating as Hannah and I, but for completely different reasons. <laughs> oh, completely, yes, completely. Like holy cow, I can't process this. I don't know how you guys feel. Um, there's a there's a lot to unpack here, but Ryan, I, I'm ready for your for the spoilers part because I need oh, to cr- I need you here to flesh it all out. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you give us uh, give us it all beat by beat what you think of the show. Uh, okay. But before we do that, uh, so this, as we we're saying, this isn't this is the start of the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. So after Endgame, uh, technically this takes place before Spider-Man: Far From Home as well. Um, oh right, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I I found I discovered that uh probably like when episode four came out i was like oh yeah it's <laughs> like oh wait yeah okay that yeah mysterio sense. hasn't popped out yet be like ha ha here's spider-man's secret identity um yeah, that's probably why they so why why were they so instant to trust mysterio when he looked like he had magic after you know events in this yeah that's another uh continuity error well i say another even though we didn't bring one up yet but there will oh. don't trust me there will <laughs> kevin's already um, spoiling the spoilers oh no <laughs> so to keep them hidden we can't set up anything we gotta <laughs> we gotta do only have payoff yes. um I, I i did watch civil war um after watching this uh this past week because i was um i was making an appearance on the on a friend's podcast uh talking about civil war uh, to build up for Falcon and Winter Soldier, but watching Civil War after finishing WandaVision, it does strengthen Wanda's and Vision scenes in Civil War. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that you have, we have the context going in, but then you really look at Civil War by itself and like look at how Wanda Vision interacts. It's like, you, it's there's they they were tr- they were trying to set up for for a relationship between the two, but they didn't know how, and they were just like really bland characters, like. Uh, watching it with context kind of gives the creators more credit than they deserve mm. um but it does help uh going back to it, the one division the show ha- does help going back into the earlier into mcu and uh fleshing out those characters a bit more so now when you watch it you know where they're going to end up and you have more an emotional connection to them thanks kevin, to the show kevin i'll agree with you on that because one I also saw Civil War again, and I do think Wanda and Vision's characters were flat in that until watching WandaVision. Yeah. And especially watching Age of Ultron again, because let's be honest, none of us gave a damn about Quicksilver getting shot up. Spoiler if you haven't seen Age of Ultron, <laughs> but it's been five, no, six years since. Now. Yeah, that's a spoiler for the show. They, they have it as a, uh, well, I actually can't say that either. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, like, no one gave a damn about Quicksilver. And then all this, this show actually makes you care mm-hmm. about Wanda and uh, Quicksilver's relationship uh, mm-hmm. back in, like, the, uh, before, back in Age of Ultron. Because now watching, I'm like, dang, now I get why she, like, screamed and decided to rip Ultron's heart out. Okay, I haven't seen Age of Ultron since it came out. 
I Fair. will tell <laughs> out loud that I have been to almost every Marvel mo- movie opening except for Ant-Man and Wasp. I've been there for the Thursday night premieres of all the movies. So, Oh, wow. That's That's been my greatest accomplishment. <laughs> now it that's... sounds kind of sad coming out on a microphone in a podcast, but... Bragging no, rights. Come on. Is, is this hey, bragging rights? Hey, it's fine. Yes. I'm impressed. I am too. Um, I, so... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like that. So, <laughs> I, well, uh, Jordan, you're a fake fan. <laughs> I, I, I just confess to falling asleep to half of them. So, if, if people fake think fan. I was a fake fan now, they might think that too. But like, I'm not a fake fan. I just am not as invested in it as probably a lot of other people are. Um, and actually, I'm not a fake fan. I'm just not a fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm neutral. Okay. Did you go through the Loki phase? Because that no, was my a, mom did, but I didn't. That was a phase. Yes. Let me tell you. <laughs> No, oh okay. yeah, Hannah, you were obsessing over Avengers and writing fan fiction about them. I did. I was it's still on the internet. One Direction, <laughs> shameless plug. Them. I was more <laughs> on the music side. You were on the movie side. But really, it wasn't until I started dating Zach that um, I got more into Marvel. <laughs> so, Zach. Zach, so what have you done? Fla- flash forward to May of 2019 with Jordan and I sitting to next to each other in the theater <laughs> during Endgame, audibly both sobbing to the end of Endgame. I felt bad for the guy next to me because yeah. we were both just crying and I had my hands on my eyes and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I haven't seen Age of Ultron, which is funny because Zach just watched it when I went home for a weekend. And it was funny because I was thinking about like, since we were watching WandaVision, I wanted to rewatch Age of Ultron to kind of understand because I didn't really remember how Wanda and uh, Pietro got into the MCU. Uh, they, they, they were, you, they got broken out of the lab and then they became part of the team. That's okay. all you need to know. All right, cool. So that's Cause why there's I, literally no character development outside of that. <laughs> perfect. And that's kind of like what I remembered for the most part, but then that's why I really liked WandaVision too, is because we got a little bit more of a glimpse into it. And I think that's why I liked episode eight so much, um, because of the uh, it adds more dynamic to the characters there we go that's right it's like it. like a okay. better retcon essentially yeah so like it gives them a little more depth i can i can definitely see what you mean though kevin how it like wandavision makes it more like it's giving the writers more credit than probably what mm-hmm. they deserve because it's like you could have fleshed them out even more in the previous movies but then i can also see it wasn't their story it was um iron man and cap stories that needed to be completed mm-hmm. so. yeah and this w- this show wasn't planned that early on mm-hmm. um, i feel like it was for... more i feel like most marvel shows are not planned early on because well especially Agents with Shield. this one it was <laughs> like th- this was more like hey we're gonna launch disney plus and then hey since we have the streaming service let's also do shows uh, see if we can incorporate mcu in it as well okay. um so it's um so it wasn't like it's not like the other movies that were planned like 10 years in advance it was kind of like something like oh we have this thing we could do what we what can we do with it and kind of look at the mm-hmm. criticisms like well we can make wanda and vision more interesting now that we just give them their own show well i think mm-hmm. the yeah. interesting thing is too is um especially for um quicksilver and wanda in um in age of ultron mm-hmm. if like for me at least when i grew up i watched x-men evolutions which was the uh, animated show mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. kind of built up some background for me about those characters prior to watching age of ultron 
So, you know, I was expecting them to do something big, but obviously at that point with money problems, you know, things couldn't be included that should have been included that would have made the story great. But that's also kind of spoiler stuff, so I'll keep that inside. Also, Zach wants me to let everybody know that he also saw all the movies on opening nights, too, on the Thursday night openings. He just wanted to make sure that oh. I put that in there for him so that he could say that we were twinsies. So, Aww. well, like well Hannah, Hannah's cool. Zach is a basic bro. So that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to go and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about spoilers. So if you haven't seen WandaVision yet, you might want to, or you just turn off the episode. That's up to you, man. <laughs> See you in a bit. Starting a podcast? Try a Podbean Unlimited hosting plan. It's what we use here at Committed Critics, giving us the opportunity to have our show on Pandora, iHeartRadio, and even Spotify. You can get your first month of unlimited hosting for free on us by going to podbean.com slash committedcrits, just like our Twitter, or by clicking the link in the description. Podbean, the easiest, most affordable option to get started in podcasting. And welcome back to Committed Critics. I hope you enjoyed the break and the advertisements because, you know, that's uh, keeping us afloat. We got to pay the bills, man. So now we're going to... With the commercials. <laughs> we just have our own commercial where it's like, uh, ah, what, 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 what could we reference uh, oh, if God. we had a Water Vision type commercial? Something Star Wars, just to make you mad, Kevin. A Star Wars commercial where I I am the I am I get isekai into Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. <laughs> uh, at least I get school cool space wizard powers. Wait, I'm not related to any of the Skywalkers though, or Palpatine. So. <laughs> Rip. I guess I'm gonna die. <laughs> or since I'm a person of color, just get pushed to the side. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I get, like a, Finn Rose. <laughs> I get like a really cool intro, but then I have no payoff. Just so, like the characters in this show. What? Oh, uh, yeah. So we're going to talk about. It was great. Oh, man. No, it's okay. Uh, so we're going to talk about spoilers for WandaVision now. Uh, we have quite a bit to get through, but we'll try to go boom, boom, boom real fast so we can still mm -hmm. end at the 30-minute mark. And to start to kick us off, we're going to start with Hannah. What is what is your spoiler-free thoughts on so spoiler So I'm going to start thoughts. off here since I can finally say it in this section, but Evan freaking Peters, because Ooh. I couldn't say this in the non-spoiler section, but my favorite Quicksilver has been and will always be Evan Peters in the Fox universe. Okay. So when they brought in Aaron Taylor Johnson, I was big sad because I did not want that to happen, but I just accepted it. So you imagine my shock at 5.30 in the morning when I'm watching this episode in my room and Evan Peters shows up at the door and Wanda's like, whoa, and, you know, they keep going. But, you know, part of me is like, maybe Marvel will keep him. Like, maybe this is like the step into the multiverse. Like, bring maybe. him in. Like, witness protection. I don't know. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't want to read into it too much because I'm still kind of at that level of not expecting everything. So, like, I'm like, well, if this is something they want to do later, they could. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, as someone who reads into things, I don't think you're reading too much. Yeah, I'm just afraid I am. Because with my cousins reading way too into it, I was like, 
I don't want to do that because I don't want to be mm-hmm. like over expecting. But I mean, I mentioned it earlier. I loved how they included all those shows and they found their own way to kind of tie them in. And especially with the theme song, since they were all the same um, rhythm of music that they kind of incorporated into the different theme songs, which was the writers for Frozen, I believe, are the ones that did the songs for this show. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. We I think. stand I'm the pretty writers sure it for was Frozen. Them. Um. I'm going to just drop this in here since I was one of these girls once. The amount of fan fictions that are going to be written about Marvel characters and living in a hex world where they get to live, like, it's going to be astounding. Like, speaking from someone who used to, like, pick from what you could in movies to, like, find something to write about, these girls, I'm not going to read any of them because I'm definitely past that point in my life, but they're definitely going to, like, find that and hold on to it you for a very long time. About yeah. Time to write my uh... <laughs> yes. <for sure. laughs> time to write my TV spec about a WandaVision <laughs> sitcom where the kids that used their powers to steal Legos but then learned that stealing is wrong. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, I think something really interesting in the documentary they talked about um, Catherine Hahn during her interview was kind of talking about Agnes's growth through the show how mm. she was like the nosy neighbor mm-hmm. but then she ended up being the witch you know like and then boom there she is and i personally like reflecting i can't think of any character that kind of really came from the outside mm-hmm. in like that i mean besides thanos but that was over multiple movies right yeah it wasn't like through one quick tv show like pushing her in because mm-hmm. you know he kind of worked his way but and also with Thanos, it's like we always knew he was the bad guy, whereas with Agnes, we didn't know. It was always mm-hmm. like a side character. It's like, mm-hmm. boom, I'm, I'm the bad guy. I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's bad, me. Shocked Pikachu. <laughs> Never would have guessed. <laughs> I think that there was a missed opportunity with Darcy's character not casting her as a waitress like her character in Two Broke Girls. Oh, my God. Because that would so, have been like... so funny. I loved that show growing up. I was like, missed mm-hmm. opportunity. My actually, so when she I got into the hex, my theory was that they were going to parody the nanny and Darcy was going to be the nanny. <gasps> that would have been so cool. Oh, <laughs> Missed opportunity again. Missed and then opportunity. also how they didn't do Full House because you were. You were I mad was about wanting that. them to do Full House because I was like, you have Elizabeth Olsen who is the sister mm-hmm. of Mary Kate and Ashley, and you're not going to do something like more specific to mm-hmm. Full House, like put all the characters in that house together and have them interact in one episode mm-hmm. like that. That would have been, but I don't, I guess that may have taken away from the plot, but it was a, <laughs> it, it was a pipe dream there. But with Darcy yeah. too, I'm excited to see what happens with her next because obviously there's still Thor, Love and Thunder coming our uh-huh. way. So yes. I want her back there too because I, I love Darcy as a character. She's always speaking to me spiritually. I'm like, I feel that. Did, did, I did not care for how she just kind of left the show. <laughs> uh, she was like, oh, that character just had no payoff. Like, mm-hmm. why see, was she happen What's going to happen is Thor in Love and Thunder, you're going to see Thor come grab her and then she's going to disappear and that's why she's gone. Oh. That's what Maybe. Do. Maybe. You well, never know. Coming to my conclusions of my thoughts here, I think this was a good close on the chapter of Wanda and Vision's past relationship because now we're Mm -hmm. moving to a whole new level because obviously at the end of the show, we see that Wanda's reading through the book. She's pulling a Doctor Strange, working and having her leisure at the same time. And then White Vision, obviously out there with memories Mm -hmm. of the original vision. So it's like, well, maybe they come back together. Maybe they won't. Like there's kind of a lot of gray area here, like where they go with that, you know? What is the ship of Theseus, if not the ship of Theseus persevering? 
Yes. That's also a great quote there. Yeah. What is grief if not love persevering? That, that really quote, yeah. that really hit. Like I was watching the episode and I was like, wow, why does why does Paul Bettany gotta do this to me at five <laughs> in the morning? Like I don't need this. But I'm gonna give a shout out to Zach here at the end of my thoughts because I was a little disappointed through the first few episodes of the show and mm-hmm. like talking with Zach about it, I was like coming down a level on what to expect because I was kind of on that high course of like Marvel give me everything but then I was like "Mm, we're kind of back at Iron Man level like we gotta wait for things to come to us and then we're gonna have that 2012 Avengers moment eventually again but like we're gonna have to wait maybe another 10 years which is which is fine which is fine with our 30s I can't it'll be okay we'll have kids to show it to probably by then or younger cousins nieces nephews I don't know whatever (laughs) whatever whatever the the next generation yeah the next generation of Marvel goers it's gonna it's gonna suck though because you know we kind of grew up with it and then we have to keep waiting and then they'll just have everything there for them but and we they can complain about how it was better when we were younger. <laughs> yes. Back in my day. But overall, Back I'm, in I'm, my still, day. I'm still happy with how it ended. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not upset by any means. Like, they got to do mm-hmm. what they got to do. I trust Kevin Feige with my life, so. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I have mixed feelings on Kevin Feige, but I think he's a great producer. But uh, other than that, eh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but Jordan, what are your uh, spoiler-filled thoughts? On, okay, so uh, I have positives and negatives. Um, we'll start with positives. I have positives and negatives. So for positives, um, for us to grow olden, that stabbed me in my heart, and I didn't even care about these characters before. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I hadn't seen Age of Ultron since it came out, and then I can't remember what happens in Civil War, which is awful, I know, but like... Well, well I mean... Civil War, as someone who's watched Civil War the last week, it's it's very inconsequential. Uh, so, so there we go. Because the movie, it's like it sets up as a big event, but then at the end, it totally negates everything that happened before. It was just like, the ending is terrible in Civil War. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Maybe I don't need to watch it then. But, nope. um, <laughs> but like, I just, I don't know. I really, I really like to see that because, you know, Vision is... A robot and like to see him have feelings and be like this is for us to grow old he's a synthesoid a synthesoid i'm sorry can he a carbon-based <laughs> synthesoid carbon-based synthesoid can he grow old i don't think no so. <laughs> okay i still want to know how unless that they works. just like shut him down when well, he dies like, or when well he you dies, see at least i don't know well he can like shape shape shift so like uh, quote unquote shape shift but like you know he can change his appearance to look older and age <laughs> Does he feel warm when you kiss him? <laughs> oh, I think he does, actually. He can feel temperature. Because <laughs> oh, okay. he's carbon-based fiber or whatever you kind of want to call it. Still temperature-based. Temperature okay. by Sean Paul in the club. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Let's talk about Marvel sites, <laughs> which makes no sense. <laughs> Have you seen Ant-Man? <laughs> but I really, I really liked that, and I, I just, I don't know, it was... As the romantic in me, I was like, that's so cute. And then um, another positive, I think all villains should have a catchy theme song with previous crimes being seen in the theme song. For example, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like Loki should have one, but it should just be all the pranks he pulled on Thor when they were kids. And if that's not in Love and Thunder, I know Loki's technically dead, but if they could just, like, put that in there somewhere, I'd be very happy. Well, he's, he's, he's not technically dead anymore. But, He's alive now. Okay, but Thanos like stabbed him. No, yeah, but, but then now we the have an alternate version. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Now we have an alternate timeline version thanks to Endgame, okay. which which is what the show is going to be about. So, but but like 
technically 2019 Loki is gone, but 2012 Loki is thriving. Jordan, don't worry about it. <laughs> Jordan, the only thing I can say that for, for having your catchy theme thing, uh, it's gonna be really weird when Killmonger comes in because uh, <laughs> <laughs> just real brutal. <laughs> That's okay. That's gonna be just a really big. They should, make, they should make a theme to the tune of "Get Help," you know, like the thing from Ragnarok. Like, <laughs> I just think I don't know. I just loved that because it was something different. Like, yeah, she was evil and stuff, but then they were like, "Ooh, it was Agatha all along." Surprise to I the just... tune of the monsters. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was yeah, but... super cool, and it was just like you know, it was yeah. it was a nice well, like. Well, take instead and then i think katherine Hahn was a perfect pick and i really hope to see her in more stuff soon not just mcu things but also just in general because i think she's a great actress and i love her mm-hmm. um some for negatives this theory i'm kind of disappointed that dr strange wasn't senor scratchy which was the rabbit <laughs> oh man it wasn't even set up so <laughs> no, i think it'd be funny just for the laugh um but i do kind of question why wanda's vision did not tell her about white vision and what their little conversation was because she didn't even i mean i know she just became scarlet witch and stuff but she didn't even question like hey what happened in your battle like how'd that go well because <laughs> well like, i mean like he kind of hinted at like you know oh we'll meet again someday but like you know he didn't want to right he didn't want one he, he i don't know she maybe it's maybe it's for selfish purposes and not with yeah him. it's a really like, exactly he didn't like thing. that too but it's just kind of like you know hey um you might have to face me again later on just a little heads up for you <laughs> just slide that across the table but I love <laughs> and i'll see you later he was in the hey. moment he was in the moment he didn't want to talk about her ex <laughs> <laughs> Her or future boyfriend question mark? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> the world may never know. Um, like Hannah talked about, I kind of wonder if Ralph Boner, aka uh, Boner. Um, I wonder if he actually is Quicksilver from a different universe. Like, I hope they kind of try to tie that in, and maybe he is just under what witness protection because Ralph Boner definitely seems like something Jimmy Woo would make up, like just because from being around Ant Man all the time. <laughs> just be like, let's put a Boner <laughs> joke in here. <laughs> Um, hey, they gave us a boner, then told us to screw ourselves. Oof. Um, <laughs> so I'm interested to see where that goes. Like, it's not really a negative, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just something. And then, uh, like, the side characters weren't as fleshed out as some of the Easter egg- and some of the Easter eggs did not really pay off. So I think that could have been planned out better. Again, like, this wasn't 10 years in the making, like, the first phase. But um, I do think that, like, there were some things that could have been a little bit better regarding spoilers and like not so much as like slap in the face like but it's also Hannah like you said like we shouldn't have expected too much out of it because you're coming off of the end game where or end game where it's just so much has happened and everything's tying together and now we're kind of restarting so I think that's also Mm -hmm. a little bit on the fans too like the diehard fans are thinking Mm -hmm. like you can't you can't expect too much from this when they have to just rebuild everything like you have to go back all the way to 2008 with first Iron Man, right? 2008? Yeah. And just yep. just go back to that mindset and be like, okay, we're going to build it all up again. You got to basically yeah. tell people to put themselves in the age that they were when they first started yes. watching this and be like, you were excited then for what you got. Just be happy with what you have yes. right now. Like, like you don't know when game's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Then, uh, one more quick thing. This is from Zach. Um, he wanted me to say this and he said he would also bleep it out because he wanted me to swear. Um, he said the boner joke is hilarious. F- the Fox universe. And that's all Rip. Zach has to say. <laughs> but Kevin, what did you think? 
Uh, well, since we're a little short on time, I'm going to make my points super fast. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think the supporting cast is pretty much exists only to serve the main characters and lack autonomy, which, you know, which was a problem. Even though Wanda and Vision's arc was, was fantastic and well done, even though I feel like they could have been a bit more complex. Um, the the lack of autonomy from the side characters just left no payoffs to anything it set up. Like Monica conversing with Wanda about grief and basically them both help th- them come both to a catharsis with each other. Um, Jimmy and Darcy being included at all in the finale, they weren't really there. Um, um, I mean, also, I mean, Quicksilver's casting was an odd choice considering how the story ends with the uh, boner joke. Right. Um, it was, it's just kind of like, uh, cause I went, so there was a behind the scenes interview with a director, uh, with a stone runner, I mean, uh, who did not realize that people were going to theorize so much when Evan Peters was revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, she just thought it was like, Oh, a nice fun reference to the X-Men universe. And then everyone started going crazy. <laughs> um, so, but, uh, it, it's just kind of weird because it's kind of Disney saying, putting their finger putting their fingerprint on the uh x-men universe mm-hmm. uh by having like oh like evan peter evan peters is when you look at when you watch the x-men universe you see evan peters as quicksilver be, everyone audience is going to think oh he's the fake quicksilver um so it kind of like cheapens the effect of evan peters appearance in those x-men movies mm-hmm. uh which i'm personally not cool with um it's it's uh it's just disney trying to basically um get everyone to in a way to get everyone to not like the X-Men, the X-Men movies and only like their, their new X-Men movies that they'll eventually put out mm-hmm. whenever they do down the road. It's going to, it's going to be an odd transition. That's for sure. Considering the, what X-Men are supposed to stand for in the universe mm-hmm. as like a representation of minorities and life as a minority. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, that's my quick thoughts. Uh, I do think the reveal of Evan Peters was well done. Episode five was absolutely fantastic. A very great character motivated episode because uh, a, a lot of the problems I have with not just most of WandaVision, but also most of the MCUs, that's all plot motivated, yes. which mm-hmm. like, so it's like, oh, we got to like have these things happen just so this one thing can happen. It's not so much, and it's less about characters making choices and more about making sure plot things happen mm-hmm. to, yeah. to get like the cool spectacle payoff that they want. Like Civil War was a lot of that too. Uh, where it's like you have a lot of like these weird plot uh, logic problems to just to get to the point where you can get have characters fight each other. Um, It was it's 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 not I mean, there's there's a time and place for plot thing, uh, motivated storytelling. Um, It's like it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just not my thing. Um, But episode five was fantastic. And the way Evan Peters revealed played out as a twist was really great, too, because how it was set up. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, they keep mentioning um, Quicksilver, um, Pietro. And then we're just like, oh, is he going to show up? Like, he's being talked about a lot. And then, like, he shows up. But then it's not the Pietro we thought it was. It was another Pietro from from Evan Peters. Uh, which is, I think, was a really great twist for not only the characters but also the audience. Where it's like we got what we were expecting, but then more on top of it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Wanda's perspective, it's like she realizes that how little control she might have, very little control over this hex because of she didn't summon him. And not only did she, did she not summon him, she didn't summon him to look like that. Uh, so it's a nice way to like really, I I, I call it to empathize with Wanda's shock mm-hmm. uh, of the reveal. But then you know it, it it pays it doesn't pay off at all, which I thought well, thought was very disappointing. Not that I was expecting a crossover with the universe, but it's like okay, but why 
now why Evan Peters? It could have been literally any other guy, and we can still preserve the idea of Evan Peters as a Quicksilver uh, without tainting it, tainting his performances in the other uh, Fox universe. Mm-hmm. But that's just my quick take. But uh, Ryan, what are your spoiler-filled f- uh, thoughts uh, will... now that we're a little bit over? So please make it fast. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to go fast. I got a boom, lot boom, to pack. Um, I'll try not one, to interrupt. <laughs> one, Evan Peters, I did not like that. Was that one? I got a kind of a little bit spoiled for me, but I just when I when I saw the spoiler, I audibly groaned. Whereas mm-hmm. Hannah like audibly gasped, I groaned. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you were I, you watched you saw it out of context though. I mean, even so, like when I got to that point in the show, I was just like, ah, yep, here we go. And then he was in it, and I did not care, and I was just kind of, I, I just did, I really did not care what they did with his character, especially because they just tried to make him the bro uncle, um, and then also. Uh, but that's that's a sitcom trope, especially with Malcolm mm, in the middle. Yes, exactly. I, I didn't like that, and then and then they had the Ralph Boner joke, and I really almost turned off the damn show because I was like, I don't need to see the last twenty minutes. It's it's gonna just be stuff. Um, yeah, I almost been, I also did not like most of episode nine except for like the ending. Like episode nine was the most MCU of them all, and I was very much. They had an incredible shot. They literally did the Incredibles. That, uh, was cool. that was cool. That was intentional. Just, and I was like, I groaned. I, I what? Really groaned. Um, this is the first Dar- superhero family we have in the MCU. Yeah, it's That's supposed true. to be a Fantastic Four, but uh, Jimmy and oh yeah, also that whole theorizing thing was stupid. Uh, everyone theorizing Mister Fantastic was going to show up. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> uh, that was that was really a left field. Um, Jimmy and, Darcy, and not only not only were they theorizing that Mr. Fantastic is going to show up, they're theorizing that it's going to be John Krasinski, which yeah. <laughs> was hilarious. Oh god, oh, I love fans. Um, Jimmy and Darcy were two of my favorite characters in this show, uh, only because they are two joke characters. Uh, Jimmy is literally just the bumbling FBI agent, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Darcy's the bumbling scientist compared to Jane Foster and Eric Selvig's uh, smart scientist, and they became some of the most crucial points in this series, and I argue that they did a pretty good job with them compared to other side characters and compared to what they were before. Um, I think having both Agatha and Hayward was a little bit much, only because Hayward literally only contributed bringing white vision uh and stoking wanda's rage um so i think they should could kind of because just done agatha and maybe just had like the government being he could have had ross out there just general ross bring him general back. theodore thunderbolt ross or whatever yeah just bring him is. back because i mean he's just an angry dude he's just gonna say screw everything that has a superpower and just shoot at it uh you saw what he did with the hulk um yay we get another black female superhero woohoo monica um and yeah, uh, like I said, uh, I my favorite part of this show is probably the themes and the commercials, with all the subtext, because it was very much enjoyable. Uh, Ryan, quick question: What yes. do you consider subtext? Uh, I consider the fact that it just had like little Easter eggs and just like, just, like, like Easter eggs six, are not subtext. Episode six <laughs> theme, episode six theme, like with all, like if you look, if you read the like lyrics to the song. It very much is telling you what's going on in this show, and it's, I like I like like that little tidbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked episode seven when they had the little. If you stop at the right frame, you can see it saying, "I know what you're doing, Wanda." Uh, mm-hmm. Just like little things like that, and then also, 
I mean, I'll say this. Episode 5 and 6, I know Kevin, I know you guys love it. Um, episode 5 and 6, I don't like until Wanda goes berserk. Uh, they were very much, I didn't care about anything that was going on outside of S.W.O.R.D. for until like episode 7. Like, legitimately. Oof. And then episode 7 came around, and I cared only about what was going on inside the Hex. Because the S.W.O.R.D. stuff was just them pulling out a rover? And they thought it was the coolest <laughs> thing ever. They were like, we got this vehicle. I was like, it's a rover. And then the rover didn't work. And I was like, why did we set up like ten, a whole like minute long shot of this rover coming out of this uh, trailer? Like the, the, the hell? But, Look, you man, know. episode seven has a lot of problems. I don't know I, how. Literally the only I don't know thing how I liked, it brought you back in. <laughs> the only thing I liked about episode seven was the fact that they had the whole little interview office style thing mm-hmm. going on with. Wanda yeah, Vision, I just modern, like Modern Family. I just like the Vision going, you know, what what am I doing here? I just my wife and the <laughs> whole trying to escape the carnival when I'm like Vision, you can fly. Vision, you can fly. All right, this is a nice little stupid fun joke sequence, whatever. Right. Then, no, so plot episode 7 has a lot of like people were keep accusing Wanda Vision of plot blocking, um which episode 7 is the is one of is uh, one of the two episodes that actually have plot blocking. Uh, where it's with Vision forgetting that he could uh, wake Darcy up and then forgetting that he could fly. Mm-hmm. And then episode eight is just the whole time. It's just him trying to fly to Wanda. <laughs> he doesn't show up until episode nine. Yeah. I Somehow know. White Vision gets to him before, <laughs> gets, gets to Wanda before him, even though <laughs> he's been flying for a full episode. Yeah, I didn't care about White Vision. I, I really didn't. I, uh, Rip. Well, with, with yeah. all that being said, so I want to give a quick shout out to a MCU recap podcast called Why Is with Ty and Dan. Uh, my friend Danny Vincent a ho- is one of the hosts of the podcast, and I make a guest appearance on the their Civil War episode. And they, I've just been they re- started off with WandaVision and recapping it and episode by episode, giving their in depth thoughts of it. Um, you know, if you want to hear in-depth thoughts and film analyses of these episodes one at a time you can check out why is with ty and dan uh streaming on spotify apple podcasts buzzsprout pretty much everywhere Mm -hmm. but on that note thank you for listening to committed critics uh this has been a fantastic episode on wandavision a great mcu show uh i mean i said i know i said it's like oh it's a good show just not great no i'm gonna call it great because you know it does what it it has more emotion than most mcu products Mm -hmm. um you can follow us on Twitter at Committed Chris as C O M M I T T E D C R I T S. You can follow us on YouTube as well, Committed Critics, spelled the same there as it is here and everywhere else. Feel free to support us on Patreon. Just one or two dollars a month can make a huge difference. A special thanks to our current patron, J- Davy Peppers, uh, who is a host of Game Mechanics. They have re- have a new episode of Game Mechanics out recently, talking about preservation of physical media, and it's really fantastic. Uh, special thanks to our editor Zach Wright and Jordan Smearman, who's right here. Thank you for being a sound engineer no for us. Um, Hannah, do you have anything you want to plug, like your socials or anything? Um, no, I'm just actually I'm a marketing major now, so I've kind of moved away from the movie stuff, but I joined in on this today because it seemed like a fun thing to do, and I was like, Zach, I want in. So <laughs> shout out to Zach. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna plug. I'm gonna plug Zach. Shout out to Zach. <laughs> Follow Zach everywhere. Uh, at the Verdant Arrow on uh, Twitter. Mm -hmm. And on that note, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.